You're listening to the AFL Unlimited podcast, where we tackle all the hot topics in the AFL and bring you up to speed with everything you need to know in the football landscape. We'll take a look at this weekend's games and have some mixed discussion about what to expect. Let's head up to the box for the opening bounce. G'day everyone, how are you going? Round 6 saw the Cats firm in their premiership aspirations. Melbourne and Carlton relieved some pressure, coaches at each other's throats and the birth of another Gold Coast superstar. We'll be discussing it all in Ep 12 of AFL Unlimited. How are we guys? Good, not too bad. Pretty well mate. How are you going? Not too bad. I'm good. Good, good weekend. What's happening? Uh, was it a good weekend? Oh, you know, there was lots happening. No. Yeah, we'll discuss that all and more. <laughs> In episode 12. <laughs> yeah, a fair bit's happened. Um, some recent news for us, obviously, just the round eight was just released. That's interesting there. One noted thing is a Monday night clash. Um, the Cats mm. and the Dockers is an interesting one. Um, any thoughts on any? Do you guys see any of the games that have been released? Or only briefly, but uh, Monday night footy. What do you think of it as a general rule? I like it. <laughs> the more football we can get, the better, and it sort of, I guess, eventually it will just turn the the weekends into the weeks, and it'll just blur into one thing, and we're all just, you know, moving around in existential crises. But you know, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Monday night, the eight ten time slot's a bit of a stretch, to be honest. Obviously, it's mm. in Perth, but mm. yeah, I don't mind a bit of extra football. The more football we get on every day, the better, I think. But um, COVID aside, yeah, no, no, just I'm happy to just break glass in case of yeah, COVID yeah. emergency for Monday yeah. night. Um, I like that the Gold Coast are getting a Friday night game. Thursday night, actually. Thursday night, sorry. So prime busy. time. Well, yeah. They deserve that, don't they? They play some very good Although footy. Saturday they were poor, but we'll get to that. They went bad, though. You've got to win that, mate. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later on. But yeah, don't mind the Monday night game. And yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it's not bad. Although I think it's just required to sort of keep games going um, as a general rule. I like the Sunday night fixture where yeah. it's sort of 6 o'clock. It's probably not amazing for. Uh, in the past when there's crowds involved it's yeah. not great you know with uh, kids at school but yeah I, I like having a break in between sort of yeah games and the Thursday nights I'm a big fan of and the Sunday nights are good but I get stressed yeah. when games like overlap and you're sort of flicking between them both it, it, it yeah. feels good that you can watch if you have the day off or time to watch them that you can watch like all three games during mm. the day absolutely yeah, yeah. And it will affect our podcast to some extent. Yeah, we we'll record on Monday nights, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, at home. We'll either be doing live podcasts and we'll be like, welcome, guys. Ah, but, uh, anyway. But, yeah, Don't she, you this one from 65? <laughs> anyway, geez, what was that topic? <laughs> yeah, no, it should be, should be good. should be interesting, yeah. Yeah, I'd say the one of the notable and more interested, light-hearted aspects of the, the weekend was uh, O'Brien's mishap, the Ruckman. Bit of an accident there where he tweeted oh. his game plan and just happened Crazy. to call Nick Nat lazy and yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a bit bit harsh. Oh. But um, the best bit obviously came at the end of the game where Nick Nat handed him a brand new iPhone, that was so he wouldn't get any more mistakes. That's some proper banter there. That's savage. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll really rate it. That in a season of not many highs, that was mm. a very good one and classily handled from both players. But I think everyone's respect for. Nick Nat and O'Brien went up a little bit, but yeah, it was just something funny for sure. Nick, yeah. um, Nick Nat certainly made uh, O'Brien feel it in the first half, and I think in the end they were sort of just like, yeah, it's all right. It was in in the past, and yeah, how embarrassing, mate! Tweet that out like he's unfit. He's bloody what did you say? It's an absolute easy. shot. Yeah, it's an absolute. I shot. I mean, obviously but... he uses those terms to kind of pump himself up. Yeah, he's not going to be like Nick Nat is one of the best ruckmen in the country. Yeah. <laughs> Note that down. He could yeah. get slaughtered, but. 
He's just pumping his own mindset up, but still, yeah, no one on Twitter. His next tweet's going to be, Nick Nat is lazy and cheap. He bought me an iPhone 7 or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 From, from eBay. <laughs> Pop up on Gumtree. Give me an Android, mate. Oh, Brian doing? sells it. From a security, cyber security standpoint, oh, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very interested <laughs> in how on earth this, this happened. Is there some kind of, you know, ransomware trojan on his phone backdoor someone that's got oh backdoor some uh, insight there I, I just yeah wonder. west coast are just like listening in on all of adelaide's team meetings now from like nick nat's got like the headphones on like, listening to all <laughs> yeah because yeah. I, I just wonder how because it takes a lot to do that you have to copy all that out from the the notepad or wherever you got it from and then he'd have to get, go into twitter and then he'd have to paste into twitter then tweet it it's a lot of effort I wonder if with all the technology nowadays, he might have just accidentally hit the share button and that might have automatically yeah. done it, but yeah. conspiracy. Not impossible. I'm with T's here now. Conspiracy. <laughs> Simo was saying uh, yeah, he wasn't super rap about it, Nick Nat, obviously, but I'm sure they'll um, they'll just shake hands and there'll be a little rivalry going forward and a bit of fun between the two, but um, yeah, it's handled all class. Absolutely. Yeah. And Good fun. We move off on from some friendly banter to some not-so-friendly <laughs> banter. <laughs> when we've got the coaches having a bit of a bite at each other. Like, mm-hmm. Horse and Dimmer, of course, is the is the one that's the most recent example where Dimmer went and said they had 70,000 people in the back line, which yeah. is a bit ridiculous comment. And Horse played a pretty dim game style. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but then Horse bites back saying, mate, you were playing an extra... Midfielder, that's yeah. why it was the issue, and we had a spare man. Like, what did you guys think of a bit of? Is it alright to see a bit of chirping between the coaches? Or yeah, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to see them biff, but biff. I, 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 yeah, no, I encourage it. It gives the game like a little bit more flavour. Um, yeah, we, we know coaches get very competitive, and it's good to see some you know, flow happening there. And um, yeah, I mean, they certainly parked the bus. We'll. Um, We'll discuss obviously much more detail later on the absolute logistics there, yeah. but it was very good to see two coaches going head to head on their game styles. But it's interesting because then you also had Beveridge said something about Clarko a few weeks mm. ago as well. Mm. Yeah. It's like, it, do you think in an interview? He said the AFL flinched about changing the rules, so that's a big yeah. shock too to yeah. the yeah. AFL as well. <laughs> They're not afraid. I don't know if in a couple months' time we're going to have him do a WrestleMania style. <laughs> microphone comes down and says, I'll see you, Chris Scott, and I'm coming for you. I'm going to take you down. <laughs> Some sort of stuff like that's going to be going down. That'd be oh, fantastic. Uh, I change your career path, Chuck. Yeah. You've got a calling. I liked it, though. It was honest, wasn't it? Mm. They were genuinely not happy with each other, like particularly Hardwick. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was Truth really interesting. It. Um, and then obviously some news from the actual games, some injuries to some big players yeah. for some clubs. Rory Sloan to the Crows, I think, what's that, about the six weeks or something? Fractured hand. Yeah. What did he do? I miss this. He, I think it was just a, con- a contact injury, just had oh, a fractured really? hand. So, out for six oh, weeks. Gosh. And then wow. Sydney mm. with dual blows, when they're not going very well anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Kennedy and Heaney's out for the season. Oh, and man. Kennedy's might be five to six weeks That's himself. Enough. So. Already a terrible start to them. I don't think any chipping away in the back line is going to help them no. with those injuries. No. no, originally I thought it sounded like Kennedy could have been the year and, and Heaney might have been the four to six, but it's come back. Kennedy's looks really it. bad. Kennedy's yeah. could have been oh. like potential ACL the way it yeah. sort of panned out. And I think Heaney had ankle injuries from before the season as well. Yeah, he's yeah. had a lot of trouble, and he heard yeah. it earlier in the game. And he heard it he earlier. He's obviously clear to come back, back but yeah. he came back on. And the stallion that he is. I, mean, I don't know. 
Obviously, he was right to go, but yeah. you just wonder if maybe they it. took it on. easy for him, but yeah. he's out for the year now. It's a big shame because he was, well, both of those players are probably, you know, two out of three of Sydney's best players, so. Yeah. He absolutely. was taking some good solid hangs and yeah. some marks. Yeah, and so, really his hands are so good. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, that back of the flight mark, I think he was trying to get yeah. one back on Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the rare shining lights for Sydney is, is Heaney. Yeah, the Crows will certainly be, you know, missing Sloan and his influence in the middle, obviously. Oh, yeah, Sloan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Crows. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Adelaide. Um, yes, the Crouch brothers obviously have a little bit more to do and they're a bit one pace as well. But, yeah, they'll certainly miss Rory and his leadership, no mm. doubt. They'll, that'll hurt them if they're not already bad. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> so they're going to maybe cop a little bit worse. But Heaney and Kennedy, obviously, the, the major ones because Sydney have been in the discussion of, you know, one of the worst teams in the comp as well. And with these two outs, they could be... Sort of line ball with the crows there. Um, at least, at least there's no expectation now. With yeah. with the two best players out, you can't expect them to win a lot of games at all for the rest of this year now. So, well, yeah. they just bank that as an excuse now. You reckon? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it certainly gives an excuse. Yeah, uh, an underlying reason for maybe not being as competitive, but hopefully, yeah, they might play some younger kids. Um, mm-hmm. The discussion about Lance Franklin, whether he plays again this year with you know those players out, you'd pretty much just be silly to bring him back at yeah, all. Ready for next year. So yeah. Right, twenty twenty off and <laughs> for everyone and for Lance. I have, yeah. <laughs> Some people have written off twenty twenty. Yeah. So um, no, it'll be tough for those clubs. Um, there was some involved. good news, obviously those as Cat supporters this week, Bryson. There really was because Cats got home by twenty seven points at the SCG. Yeah, over the line. It's an interesting one. I'll get to the three-word pitch real quick. By the way, we are. I'm doing these live on Twitter now when the game's just after the games. You may not have noticed, but uh, Fox Sports and Channel 7 may have noticed as well because they seem to have suddenly <laughs> both come out with uh, three-word ideas. Like, oh, let's give us a three-word <laughs> thing. It's Channel 7 out there with, oh, how would you explain this game in three, three words? words? And Fox Sports releases an article saying how we think every t- team's going in three words. So we're saying a lot. taking legal action. Oh, I don't know. I might be asking for a job, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pinch all my ideas <laughs> but for the cats and lions coin flip cats because you never really know and i'd say for the past <laughs> 10 years you've never known what the cats are going to bring yeah. in this case they looked like they were out of it and one quarter they came and just went crazy yeah the third quarter it was amazing it was beautiful wasteful opportunities from both sides early on um lucky neil kicked the lions 22 points clear second term was looking very very sad for the cats uh, but after that the cats kicked Next nine goals, which was incredible. We obviously kicked a uh, season high score in a quarter, seven goals, three, 45 points. That's nuts. So that's which lasted 24 like hours as a record. <laughs> yeah. oh, I think right. the Saints equaled it. Yeah. Think. Gee, well, oh, it hurts me a lot. So um, <laughs> pressure from both sides was enormous, but the Cats had more direct ball movement, uh, which gave them a tendency they needed in the second half. We were sort of mucking around by handball in the first half, and that, um, that direct ball movement really was valuable in getting the win. Tough in the clearances and solid forward line pressure set up as well, very nicely. Menegola, Dangerfield and Hawkins were the best for the Cats and Neil's just continues to deliver the goods with 26 in the goal. Yes, in the third quarter, Neil had no clearances and Zorko had one. Wow. So Guthrie did an absolute number on Neil after half-time. But yeah, I 
dare I say it, I, I did pump Sam Menegola up last week, and I have been... You're a big fan. I've, I'm a big fan of Sam. Not just Menegola as well, Sam Simpson. Had I known <laughs> that he was in uh, for this week for Jack Stephen, I was very excited about that. Um, I followed the VFL last year, and he won our VFL Best and Ferris, and he was fantastic for a younger kid. I think that's... You know, we never would have expected that from Simpson, but mm. to get that result from him, to finish with 27 touches, the most on the ground, and you've got Dangerfield, Salwood, Neil, Zorko on the ground. That's a, a great effort. And Lyons, yeah. and was yeah, Jared Lyons as well. And he, and he pulled up um, really well mm. in, in the game as a total. He had some really good touches and wasn't just like racking them up. He was using them quite well too. So, yeah, pretty good performance from the Cats. And uh, Hawkins is in really good form, and I'm hoping he can have a real... Uh, tilt at the Coleman medal in the latter stages of this year. Yeah, that third quarter is as good a footy as we've seen <laughs> all year by any team. Yeah. But as Chuck alluded to, that's what Geelong can sort of do. I mean, we can potentially play the very best, but we or could get Carlton. pumped on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, doesn't look as bad at a loss in hindsight, yeah. but still, at Geelong, it's not good. But Brisbane, away from the Gabba, you know. Only two boxes this mark. year, 28 points against Hawthorne at the G and 27 points against the Cats at the SCG. So they've smashed Fremantle, West Coast, Adelaide and, and smashed Port Adelaide who are on top of the ladder. But, you know, maybe it comes back on Brisbane. Have they been beating a couple of the easy sides as well? At the time, West Coast weren't flying. So mm. Yeah, I definitely think the question mark over them, which will become more and more highlighted until they can do something about it, is their form mm. away from home. Yeah. Because they're still quite young, which could be a reason for that as well. They're not as experienced. But, but it's their time is now. It is. They, they want to win the flag yeah, now. Right so now. they need to fix that. Right here, right now. Yeah. <laughs> and their key forward's been consistently good, not just good yeah. one week and not the next. But yeah. Dan McStay or Dan McGo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take your pick, ladies and gentlemen. Collingwood had Hawthorne uh, for the Friday night game. It was a pies by 32 points. Yeah, and I just had to say for that one, youngsters from nowhere. Like, Collingwood brought in these young guys that we weren't really too familiar with, but they just looked at home. Some yeah. of these guys looked pretty fantastic, I thought. Yeah. This game was awful. Awful <laughs> watch. One, okay. one of the most... <laughs> Quick transition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm very keen for you guys to get stuck into the first game as debutants, all yep, sorts absolutely. of stuff. But this was one of the most boring games of the round, ones that I've seen. Um, and yeah, as I say, it wasn't the most boring though, so there's more to come there. The Magpies uh, have started well all season, and once again, this game is no exception. Five goals in the first, um, blew the Hawks out of the water nice and early. Collingwood uh, couldn't lose the ground ball uh, inside the contest and on the outside, so they were just absolutely dominating all and everywhere. It was, it was pretty crazy, and the pressure set up the win. Hawks went in with a game style that was all about mitigating scores from turnover, and it, and it really showed... My check again, really good. Uh, kick four, and Trelaw was spectacular with 35 possessions, and it's the lowest score under Clarko. What are you reading on the game, boys? And I'm very interested, very interested to yeah. hear about the debutants. Uh Well, Trelaw, obviously, Shorty and I were talking during the week about his impact since he's been back. He's, he's an absolute star and just racks mm-hmm. it up each week. His question's over his disposal efficiency, but he certainly gets enough of it to be damaging, I think, and especially with that... Long raking kick inside 50, and it's quite fast actually for a midfielder. So, yeah. um, I thought Collingwood's young kids in Artu Lusenovalagi, Brian Taylor. Wow, it's nice. Um, <laughs> he was fantastic. He has really clean hands, and dare I say, almost ablet like lateral movement. Whoa! Come <laughs> off, yeah, man! Young, yeah. I'm just saying, he was very clean, and he had a couple of side steps. 
um, which reminded me of, of how Ablett sort of does that in that, you know, younger Ablett with the flowing hair, Gary Ablett um, Jr. Um, Quainer was really good, the, yeah. the, the muscle-clad Isaac Quainer. He was looking yeah. very swole. And I thought he was sort of like a nuggety, Jed Buse-type defender, but he all of a sudden was Adam Saad, like running out of the back line and yeah. smashing it along inside 50. Um, I think at one stage of the game, Will Day was Hawthorne's best player, Gosh. which was sad. For a first gamer, he had some really good tackles and a smother, I think, on half-time, which stopped to Collingwood, shot at goal. Um, and the other Hawthorne debutant, I forgot his name, but he was okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I think... Like, yeah. yeah. Quainer was really... Quainer was great, yeah. He just played with such confidence. Yeah. Was like another I, was gonna say, I guess you could say the contrast was day and night. <laughs> uh, 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 that's why they pay yeah. the big bucks at AFL and chunk. Fox footy. Yeah, Fox footy still my tweets. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, lots of lost money. <laughs> yeah, but it's tough to get a read on most clubs and the Pies probably one of those, aren't they? But... Uh, yeah, well, you know, they're sort of, they're back to fourth or third now. Yeah, I think something they're somewhere like out there. And, you know, last week they were not going to win a game for the rest of the year and yeah. all, the, all the players were getting arrested and, and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, you know, walking around the street naked. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> a, a week is a long time in football, especially this year more than any. Mm. Um, we'll get on to Clarko later probably, but, yeah, he's, he, you know, was saying a couple of weeks ago about the state of the game and, and I think, you know, in the first minute of the Hawthorne game they were chipping it around there their back line and not attacking. So what are you doing? What sort of game plan are you trying to implement here, Alistair? A very boring yeah. one. Yes. <laughs> They've got a lot of work to do. And yeah, Lovequain is uh, kicking you know, 60 metre bombs. Mm. It's beautiful. And the kick just spun perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah. Love the way he went about it. Fremantle had St Kilda and it was the Doggers getting home by six points. Yeah. Comebacks and capitulation. Because oh, yeah. Fremantle did well to come back, didn't they? But what the hell did St Kilda do? <laughs> what were they up for? Like an absolute fortune. They were up by 32, 32 points. 32 points. You would have been, yeah, we're cruising home now. <laughs> Fremantle just went, no way is this happening. Yeah. And just, wow, it was embarrassing as hell for the Saints, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing is, yeah, Top definitely a, a good word for it. Uh, the Saints came out of the blocks with the seven-goal opening term, quite prolific and Jumped out, you know, 37 points up. They were loving life and everything was going great. But um, after that, the Dockers weren't going to lie down. They kicked 10 of the next 11 goals, and they were sensational. Fife, I don't know how you play after a one-week hamstring. It's nearly impossible, but... Um, you play yeah. half a game. That's yeah. <laughs> there you go. Fife, he obviously played a fair bit up 40. He kicked two, so he was good there. Um, Brayshaw, Walters and Lowell were really solid. Um, yeah, I was very surprised how Fife could sort of have a crack after one week. I thought he'd be out for three or four. Still had 12 touches and two goals. So, yeah. Yeah, shouldn't have played though. Yeah, it was a, it was a very interesting decision. Um, and I suppose a, a greater talking point out of the whole game is can the Saints play without a roof? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good. So they lost uh, North Melbourne. They were up a fair bit round one. You know, the, know. You know, the sun was shining and at Eddie, uh, sorry, Marvel. I keep calling it Eddie Had. But, uh, yeah. They, yeah, that's a couple of big leads they've sort of, sort of um, had and lost. Any thoughts, Chucky? You watched this game pretty closely. Um, I didn't actually, to be honest. Oh, you've been texting me the whole time. You're like, oh, Prairie's coming back. This is amazing. I'm like, oh, Chucky's watching this game. Yeah, yeah I wasn't Fox actually watching the game. Game. <laughs> the game. I just had the live tweets for the feed. I watched a bit of it. Yeah, yeah. I caught oh, like a last-minute bit where it looked like the Saints had a chance to come back again. 
again, yes. almost. But they, they yeah, screwed that. Is, they yeah. screwed the pooch on that one too. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> PC twenty twenty. But yeah, I think the Dockers are probably surprising it a little bit. I didn't think they were much chop at all, but they've probably been fairly consistent. Actually, not mm-hmm. always winning, but. Their form hasn't fluctuated. Like they're not a good team, but their form hasn't fluctuated dramatically. Like they I think we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Games, yeah. Like some of the poorest. They, sides. They've been in all their games. They haven't yeah. been terrible, like in Adelaide or potentially Sydney. Um, and their mm. kid, their young kids are good. They've had some injury issues, mm. but obviously they won last week without fight, which is a great, yeah. great effort. Yeah. Um, Walters does a power of work every week, yeah. and he gave that fifty away in the last you know three minutes, which led to us and killed a goal and draw mm. draw them level. And then he had. Three disposals, two clearances, and an inside fifty in the last two yeah. minutes, and pretty much won them the game. Well, he yeah, set up so. that. He kicked. Yeah, that front. Ben yeah, Field Banfield to, to Schultz. Yeah. Yeah, the Saints have got to be better than that, though. That's, I mean, they they win a game and it's all hype about the Saints, how well they move the ball, they this and they that, but then they produce something that's garbage like that. So yeah. we were talking about, weren't we? We were talking yeah. about. We thought Saints are going to be able to do it. Um, yeah, with Frio again, like it's not just that they've got some young guys, like obviously Brayshaw's fantastic mm. isn't he but um some of the recruits that they brought in so Aish who's mm. actually just he's just there to play a role but he's doing it really solidly he, mm. he collected uh, like 18 disposals in the game mm. which is pretty interesting to see and then obviously you got Lobb and, and Wilson who they got from Giants a couple of years yeah, ago I like Wilson. there's yeah. a lot of guys who've come in and just playing their role mm. rather than you know bringing in you know the equivalent of a Nat Fife and just dominating mm. or something mm. like that I reckon if they could get just an extra star, like a Lockie Neal or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say that I reckon Freo are like one A-grade player from being like back up sort of with the pack. Mm. Yeah, because they certainly have that young talent coming through. I reckon Brayshaw could probably be that next absolute A-grader. Really unfortunate to see Sean Darcy get absolutely not for six yeah, by Ben yeah, That's an yeah. ugly, ugly incident. That yeah, was, that was nasty. Shouldn't get less than three or four for that. Well, he's straight to tribunal yeah, as yeah. of as of today. But yeah, that's an ugly incident, and that up. that was the moment that sparked Frio back into the game. And yeah. I think St Kilda sort of thought they were home then, and just mm. throwing their weight around and weren't actually playing the game. So yeah, they've got a good spine, Frio. You know, you talk about Collins, and you know, you've got Fife in the middle there. You've got Lob, you've got Tabernay, you've got um, Hogan when he's fit and firing. <laughs> so. Yeah, they've got some good building blocks to work with at the very least. But um, yeah, the Saints just don't seem to be able to get momentum back when they've lost it. So, work to do there. West Coast had Adelaide at uh, venue. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know. I was going to say. Maybe just the venues from now on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I deliberately didn't have it in there, so it's... I didn't have to remember it. It was Eagles by 33 points yeah. at the Gabba. Uh, soft kill momentum there. We know Adelaide are in rabbles. West Coast probably needed this just to, to put them back up in a bit of high spirits. They won last week, of course, yes. but this was the one that they needed. It's a soft kill. They they put them to the to the sword. Thirty three points. Now they get to head back home and and hopefully you know can keep that momentum going. This is the sort of the soft kill they needed. Third win for the Eagles. They notched up for the season. Um, did what they had to do to get over the Crows at. The Gabba. <laughs> O'Brien v Nicknat was the battle it was. It was um, it was all happening and we discussed obviously off the top. Um, after a tight first half, the Eagles doubled their score in the third turn, which broke the back of the Crows. Adelaide overpossessed the footy and could not get it inside fifty, with the Eagles doubling the Crows entries, which is quite significant. They, they demolished the centre clearances thirteen to four. 
and a bloke I'm a big fan of, Brody Smith. Oh. Uh, 31 possessions and a Just goal from 70 metres. It was yeah, it was nuts. Insane. And it was off like two steps too. You like barely yeah. kicked it and it just absolutely carried. He's, he's beautiful to watch. O'Brien played quite well also. Um, he He's quite up there in the, in the rankings there. He got the 19 possessions and battled well around the ground. Um, I believe he took about nine marks as well. Mm. TK and she, 24 touches each. And McGowan back in action, doing well, taking 12 marks. Absolutely, yeah. It's just probably one of the better games that Adelaide's played as well, which is unfortunate. Probably goes to show where they're at. But yeah, Brody Smith was fantastic, and right from the get-go, he had about seven touches in the first like five minutes. He was absolutely everywhere and running Laird off his feet, and you know having super uh, Laird in super coach. Oh yeah, Laird was just like in the forward line at some stage. So I don't know, I don't really know what was happening there. So they're just throwing all their players around. Andrew McPherson played his first game for the Crows, and I thought did really well. Uh, your boy Daniel, Will Hamill, Will. did some really did good okay, stuff too. Yeah, they're yeah. really, really happy with Will. So I think, it's, yeah, <laughs> I think it's sort of that stage for Adelaide to just start bringing their kids in and yeah, yeah just start playing them like Hamill. But yeah, West Coast sort of got a sniff, sniff at it now and they're uh, back in the uh, back three in three. The, uh, Perth. Perth place. <laughs> you you ran off two weeks ago, didn't you? I did, yeah. Did you I, regret I, that decision? I, I'm probably going to regret that decision. Yeah, I'll, I'll like to see what happens when they get back to Perth. Yeah, I, I agree if you're there, Langers. Thanks, I Riley. think maybe the... What's my name? <laughs> I think um, the Eagles... I still don't know about yeah. them. I think that they've still got question marks, in mm. my opinion. Like, as I said, it was, it was a pretty soft kill. You mentioned... Um, in Sydney the week before yeah, as well. So yeah, that's another really... Like, they're two of the weaker teams going yeah. around. You mentioned Brody Smith roosting at 70 metres. I reckon he was trying to kick it out of the stadium. You know, like when maybe you'll accidentally or deliberately throw the ball over towards some girls so you can start up the conversation. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to kick it out of the ground towards Brisbane or Gold Coast so we can start up a chat and get the hell out of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> When you try extra, extra hard to kick that goal from 50 metres out in the pocket when the girl's walking past on the oval and you slow it in, it's like... Hey. <laughs> Unbelievable scenes. I reckon the Eagles, though... So. They yes. are soft kills, and I'm, I'm still not convinced, but I reckon they'll be the hype team in two or three weeks. Mm. They'll get back to Perth, oh, and everyone will be on board, like the Eagles yeah, are back. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be believing at this point, but I just feel that's, you know how we... You can see how the narrative so quickly. Like, yeah, for sure. So back to Perth beds, they'll be happy again. There'll be, there'll be a stage where people think they're absolutely back. And people 10. are already saying, like, oh, they'll make the eight. They'll be back in the eight. They just, they just want to see, like, one win <laughs> to go back the right way. Crazy times. Mm. So the Eagles getting back on track there. Melbourne had Gold Coast, and it was a D's getting the win by 17 points. Mm. Uh, Rankin's trick bag is all I had to say there. He pulled out some tricks that were amazing. It was his debut, wow. first game. He kicks three. three all goals, three, three of them were quite amazing goals. Mm. Three behinds were quite amazing behinds. No. <laughs> um, but he, he, did, he just was pulling the tricks out whenever he had a chance, trying to, you know, shimmy around a few people. It's quite oh, yeah. exciting. Most exciting thing for me in the game. <laughs> Some nice highlights from that ranking there. Melbourne move up, <laughs> Melbourne's rank, moves up to 15th <laughs> on the ladder with their second win. Uh, they were in front for most of the game and had control. Um, Gold Coast were sort of, um, yeah, trying to take a look at the game away from the final few minutes. But Melbourne... Were classy and kick clear. Obviously, they got majors to Wiedemann and Benel. 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 Ice the game. Benel ice the game. He sure the did. Went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He really iced it. Put the cream on the cake. They were more desperate at uh, the contest, winning plus 20 in contested possessions. Uh, Suns clearly missing Rao there. 
Uh, but as we were mentioning about Rankin, looked a ready-made player, three goals, you know, exceptional. Greenwood was really impressive. He got 12 tackles on the night. And Petrarca was exceptional with 25 and two goals. He, his disposal wasn't amazing, but that, that goal he kicked in the big moment, he delivered the goods. Gorm was also sublime in the ruck. I think Rankin's confidence is insane. Like that was <laughs> cocky as confident as you've seen a guy walk out in the field and just and he delivered too. One he had tips. swagger yeah. and he probably could have just won the game for him. Well, anyway, he I had that shot to that guy. level. Oh. Yeah, and off the bird, I was like, oh, it's gonna nah, it just faded. But yeah, he's gonna be a superstar. Yeah, I think player. just look at the his haircut, you could tell what kind of player. Yeah, he, is. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't lack in the confidence department, does he? When but, he kicked that first goal. I was like, oh my goodness. You're like, okay. Yeah, I was like, all right, you you piqued my interest and you have my attention. And then the second one was off the ground and, you know, it's hard enough to kick balls off the ground, but to get them them straight and he he waited for it to sit up the right way so it wouldn't Mm. come off the boot in the right direction. And the last one was just beautifully crumbed off Gorn. The last one almost impressed me the most. It was the 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 least sexy about it. Yeah. It was, there was something... It's probably craft about yeah. it. It was like, God, this guy's a footballer. Like, he yeah. knows what he's doing. But it was poor from Gold Coast. Yeah, so. look, yeah. This, we go, oh, how good is it? The Suns win some games. But these are the ones you've got to win. Yeah. You know? Melbourne yeah. aren't a good team. 100%. And if we want to take Gold Coast seriously, yeah. then they had to win that yeah, game. Yeah, And it's weird to think if they did win Gold Coast, they would be equal top on the ladder at the time with Port Adelaide and yeah, Geelong. Right. So, mm. yeah, certainly better signs from Gold Coast. And if they're playing every game as an honourable loss, that's better than them just getting absolutely smashed. But, yeah, I agree that I'll, I'll definitely... I tipped Gold Coast. I definitely wanted them to win. I think they should have won. But there's still, obviously, some young players in there, um, some more experience with, with Raul. And, yeah. yeah, it would have been good to um, see them win and Melbourne would have been in real trouble. And I think that was a big um, pressure-relieving win oh, for yeah. the Ds because that, that was going to be ugly if they lost to Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. Either team would have felt the heat uh, immensely. So, but yeah, I wonder. We've seen in previous years, Gold Coast get off to some reasonable starts and then faded away. Obviously, had nineteen in a row losses. Uh, hope not. Hope not this again. Year. So hopefully not. But they've got plenty to do there. Essendon have North, and it was a Bombers by fourteen points, Chuck. Yeah, Bombers under radar there, like. You can see now they're in fourth position and they've played one less game than everybody else mm. and they're due to play Melbourne. So yeah, <laughs> you could probably yeah, lock that's them, a good point. You could probably <laughs> lock them in for equal equal first on the ladder potentially yeah. if they'd had that game against Melbourne when they were looking pretty poor then. So it's an interesting one there. Um, what do you think of the game, Tiz? <laughs> that's very impressive. Inaccurate affair this one. It was 16-24 kick between the sides. So uh, a little bit astray on the goal-kicking side of things. The Roos had it slightly going, obviously, into quarter time, but the Bombers gathered momentum and control from there. And it could have been a bigger margin had they kicked straighter, but uh, mm. that's okay. Uh, Bombers killed the Roos on the outside with plus 16 uncontested possessions. Uh, the, the Bombers are not a team that you want getting those kinds of numbers on the outside because they tee up every time. Zara has, has been quiet for a while, but uh, delivered... A really good performance, best on ground with 20 touches and three goals. Mm. Uh, Goldie was very good for the ruse and um, did it nicely there. McGrath and Smith had 25 and 23 between them and 14 tackles as well. Wow, that's pretty impressive from those guys. And once again, another case of like Heppel still out, so it's pretty, mm. it's pretty fantastic, like pretty interesting to see how they go on there. 
Do we take the Bombers as a serious contender? Because like you said, I think everyone is probably just waiting for them to slip up or, you know, drop a match that they shouldn't. Mm. But at the moment, they're doing everything right. I think they're the fourth or fifth best team this year. Yeah? Yeah, I think they're legit. And they've got Heppel potentially going to hurt coming back soon. Yeah. Stringer's got to come back. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I've got to say a little bit more, but... They've passed nearly all the tests of that one slip up against Carlton, which obviously Carlton, based on how they've been going, that was one point, <coughs> and they didn't play the week before. So they've done all the right things. Uh, we'll just see how consistently they are doing that and how it goes against the best teams. But mm. really, yeah, they couldn't have done much more. Yeah, Shield obviously suspended for at least a week. He's got two, but they're going to contest it mm. against that weird sort of hit against Curtis Taylor. Strange what couple of weeks we've had a heap of tribunal and um, misdemeanors from some players and some couple, <laughs> a couple, a couple yes. of ugly ones as well, yes. um, especially that Ben Long and the, the Ebert one, which we'll talk about shortly. For sure. Port Adelaide had a big test against the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> so an emphasis on Langers. And they yes. passed Langs by 17 points. Oh, yes, uh, that's points. right. I think I was the only one that tipped power to win. Yeah, yeah we've got the power to win, <laughs> the power to soar. I don't know. Uh, final quarter <laughs> frenzy I had yes. there. Just those goals that got piled oh, on at the boy. end there. It was crazy to see. Massive test for Port Adelaide. As oh, I was said. it? <laughs> it was a big test and they passed it. They've got to do it consistently though, but they're doing the right things. Giants went into the game as favourites, but Port weren't having a bar of it. They, they said, no sirree, we've got this sorted. The game was on knife edge and Port delivered the knockout blow with four goals in a row in the final term. Um, they were able to get it inside 50, 51 times. GWS could only get in 33 times. And GWS's brand against the Hawks obviously isn't going to be sustainable. They scored amazingly well, getting 13 goals from 26 entries uh, the week before. So that might be a bit of a knock on the Giants as to how frequently can they get it um, in forward 50 mm. going forward but uh, they were much better around the ball port clearances and centre clearances they were just loving it Whitfield was brilliant with 25 and a goal and uh, Farrell was Port's best what a goal with a, long a good goal launch from 65 nine in possessions eight score involvements Boak, Harlot, Pau Pepper also very good Farrell came from Port sample team, didn't he? He's been around for a little bit yeah. in, their, in their twos, and he's sort of burst onto the scene this year. He's he's sort of one of those players that, like in the Bulldogs Premiership year of 2016, they had like Dunkley and uh, Ace Cordy, a couple of players that just mm. sort of came out of nowhere and were performing really well. Kane Farrell could be that for them this year. Yeah, and Trent McKenzie as well. Yeah, speaking, yeah, speaking yeah. of Port, he's been Sleeping actually giant. I think yeah. I think I said Trent McKenzie's irrelevant. Why has he got a career? He just well, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's just the guy that can. Now he's got a kick out. He's actually yeah. in a similar sort of Andrew Mackey esque role yeah. as a defender, sort of running defender, and can man up pretty well. Yes, and we've probably got stuck in Port a few times about not beating the big teams and this was this was one so yeah. that's you know you've got to accept them as a genuine contender now mm. Langers has been on no that so. for a while but I'll probably used to like Adelaide next time but <laughs> name some gun giants midfielders for me just like they roll Canelio midfield Kelly Canelio Kelly you know, they're, they're all over the place Haitley. least Cal amount Lord. of inside 50s in the competition that's nuts that's isn't amazing it? isn't it you think 
for such a star-studded midfield yeah. and just star-studded team. Yeah. That they could, and That's you crazy. sort of touched on it there about creating forward 50. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think they've been efficient as well for a few weeks, so they haven't got a heap of inside 50 entries, but yeah. when it gets in there with the talent they've well, got yeah, in their yeah, bloody dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> You've got... Toby Green and Jeremy Cameron as your big guy. And you should just Mason be as well. roosting the ball yeah. as many as you can yeah. times yeah. you can. Maybe you don't need to be doing the, the trying to chip, be super chip, accurate chip, yeah. sort of things. Just get in there and let the guys do their magic. It's yeah. a weird thing, isn't it? That's an, mm. that's an amazing stat to Well, hear. I wonder why, why it is the case because we know that Melbourne sometimes have pile on the inside 50s but it doesn't equate to goals because of the manner they mm. go about it and they don't have the class they just need to in kidnap, attack Melbourne but... just need to kidnap Jeremy Cameron in a van <laughs> and just run <laughs> to and just fought a Melbourne jumper on a good season yeah, steal Jesse Hogan back mate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned before just before we move on yeah. about the couple of bumps and incidents from the last week Brady it's bump on Perryman was I haven't seen that oh yet. mate it that's, it's ugly you just go straight for Perryman's it. face with his shoulder it was lucky it was a glancing blow, and he got one week, I think, but okay. could have been so much worse, because mm-hmm. Ebert's pretty much horizontal with his shoulder touching yeah. Perriman's Imagine. face. And yeah, yeah. yeah, Like, we only just learned who Perriman is, and he's the face of the <laughs> <laughs> No, but Port oh. played a really hard, tough round of football, similar to what the Giants have been doing when they mm. get their win. So, yeah, I was, I was really glad that Port won, because I was the only one that tipped him, and I was hoping that would pay the faith yeah. I showed in them, but, um, yeah... And yeah. you remain on top and tipping. Mm. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> probably one mile, uh, at least a mile away from me. Um, <laughs> not, yeah, on the point of, I suppose, um, yeah, the insight for this and whatnot. We talked about the Cats a few years ago where they've had times where they've kicked so accurately that it's almost blown out of proportion how good Geelong were at yeah. the time with some yep. wins in like 2016, 2017, that sort of mark. So, yeah, it's interesting. You've Yeah, it's a weird problem to have. Inside yeah. 50s is probably the most important start. I reckon, mm. just getting it in there, but then the conversion rate as yeah. well. <laughs> there needs to be a better stat for like efficiency inside mm. 50, however yeah. you quantify that. Richmond and Sydney, Tigers player points. Yeah, you, you talked about the Pies and the Hawks being a boring game. Yes. This one, <laughs> I, I scrambled my brain for a pitch and all I could get was, uh, no thanks. That was <laughs> yeah. just the most boring, I like that. sad <laughs> game of football that I've Watched four quarters of. <laughs> well, yeah, that, it was amazing. That's Tears. big. That's big. Chuck. Give us a, a recap <laughs> if there big. is one. Oh, I've said the word dour before in my reviews a number of times. None more so than this one though. Wow. Mm. The total aggregate score between these two teams was sixty points. What day is it? What year is it? <laughs> what day is it? What year? <laughs> Conditions made the game very tough. Obviously, after quarter time, but Sydney were quite content to mitigate scoreboard damage with the game style they implemented. Richmond were playing attacking style from what I could see, but the conditions and Sydney stopped them from scoring after quarter time because they kicked three in a hurry and one for the game. one after quarter time. Yep. That's crazy. It was full on. They smashed the hitouts uh, once again. Smashed in the hitouts. Swans, yep. 32 to 5 in the Tigers' favour. Um, but only a four clearance differential, so not totally dead and buried there. Kennedy going off injured was quite significant. And uh, Mills was sold down back with 29 touches and 9 marks. Um, Short and McIntosh racked it up for the Tigers. And it was sort of tough to see, um, yeah, some outstanding citizens it, in this game. It was pretty boring, wasn't it? Like, I understand people can go, oh, Sydney, why are they playing such boring football? But it almost won on the game. Like, yeah. It worked. Richmond went off to a flying start. So Sydney locked themselves down and they were beating the Tigers. The Tigers were trying to get it in there. Sydney were taking it away. 
and calmly chipping it through, and eventually they chipped away and got a goal every now and then. Mm. It was boring, it was not exciting to watch, but it was working for them. I feel like they let themselves down in the end there when they kept doing it, when they should have been attacking harder, and when they did try to attack harder, they were just roosting it to the Tigers. Yeah. It ended up being a reversal <laughs> of what was going on there, and it was kind of disappointing to watch. It was interesting. We knew, obviously, before the game that Alir came out. I thought it was from injury, but they actually deliberately take, took him out. Mm. Which is it was, the, it was the last tall, pretty much. McLean was their only tall player. He, he barely constitutes as a tall player. And they dropped a lead for form. So you'd have to mm. say it's his last year in his contract at Sydney. That He'd be struggling to get re-signed for next year at the Swans, I, I would think. Um, they've got a lot of tall timber out at Sydney, but I cannot believe that you would drop your yeah. only tall player who, who can at least play ruck. They put Jordan Dawson in the ruck a couple of times and just conceded. They didn't even go up in the ruck mm. contest. Even in that back line, yeah. Tom Lynch, what was he? He was, he was like 20 centimetres over. Yes. Was Robbie Fox? Yeah, it was Robbie, 182 yeah. centimetre yeah. Robbie Fox. So, you, don't you think Aaliyah would at least be able to make it a contest? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I thought I was sending him a, a bit of a message to him. Yeah, but even taking Aaliyah out and then those two specific ruck concedes they did in the middle led straight to Tigers' goals. Mm. And how much did they win by? Six points? Four mm. points? Yeah. Eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Yeah, yeah, you're on. Two, four, weird, 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 weird decision. It was really strange because they could have genuinely won the game, even as terrible this, as it was. This was a disgusting game. Yeah, it was terrible. Okay, it was well, got dropped or whatever, but come on, that was a disgusting. It was terrible. Disgusting it was game. If that's and what footy's coach, come to, I'm out. You're done. Seriously, for the rest it was of the year. I know. It's the worst both game the coaches I've ever were seen. At Jake. Each other's never, never, I, I agree. I didn't watch it because it was so terrible, and both the coaches were at each other's throats about. Jim is like, oh, there's 75,000 people in my forward line. I was like, well, stop putting your Richmond players in your forward line. And Horse was fighting back, and he was doing the same thing. And we'll discuss it more shortly, but... <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. The time so is for Kai. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the worst thing when you dedicate part of your weekend to watch a game, and Ooh, that's what you yes, see. Two hours, well. I'll never get back oh, to. Yeah. I, I, watched, I didn't watch it for that reason, so... I watched Friday night and Sunday that game in full. And just a waste of my time. I, sh- I should have just put a rerun <laughs> of Big Brother or something on. I don't know. <laughs> Big Brother? Big Brother. Yeah, watch Desperate Housewives with Mum or something. Desperate right? I could not watch. <laughs> that game was depressing. Yes. Yeah. Back, back to Aaliyah, though. Every yeah, time I see him play, he, he just seems to attack the ball really well from the back line yeah. and he takes intercept marks and he's running away from blokes. So Apparently, his skills are really poor. A lot of Sydney fans yeah. are saying his skills are poor, but for a big fella, I didn't think he was stupid. He takes a few marks and has a dip and plays he has his a effort. Fair so. crack, yeah, but, <laughs> Crazy. But maybe I haven't seen him uh, much down the back line this year, but we won't see how that pans out. Yes. <laughs> Carlton had the dogs in the final game of the round, the 6 o'clock. One. Uh, this is Carlton by 52 points. Yes. Do not adjust your earphones. <laughs> I was going to say television sets. 52 <laughs> points. Statement from who? Is that a statement that Carlton is actually here and giving Legit. it a crack? Or is it a statement that you shouldn't have trusted the last couple of weeks of the dogs and mm. they are just not average, mm. weird, inconsistent team? Cheers. Mm. Mate, that's. Uh, Play it again, Tears. Very, very good point. <laughs> Blue started off very nicely with five goals in the opening term and broke the wall in the final term with six goals to bury the Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs had more of the footy but mucked around with it by hand. Um, Carlton were much more direct with their ball movement, which gave them the rewards on the scoreboard. Eduardo was back to his brilliant best. Eduardo. <laughs> Edward. 
Edward, Edward Betts. Brilliant Betts. <laughs> brilliant Betts. I love it. With four goals. Um, and Harry Mackay, what a man he is. He was really solid with three. Satterfield and Kono were also impressive. Kono had nine disposals, 12 contested. So yeah. he absolutely loves it inside the contest. Mitch McGovern also has been copping some heat during the year. And he's actually kicked eight goals, one for the season, and set up their... The goal that really ended the game for the Bulldogs uh, halfway through the last quarter, and I thought did pretty well. And when their tools click in Mackay and McGovern and Casbold, Carlton look really good. But yeah, when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work. Um, and I think the key for Carlton is obviously just getting off to those fast starts because they're second in the competition for quarters one, and mm. they lose one quarter a game, and it's like a nine goal quarter, and they lose. So. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. It's like they're playing too long. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one thing. I- Last week, we did touch on yes. Walsh, Smith. Mm. We're going to look at it up close. Did you guys get a bit of a look to see what you thought? Or? Well, Walsh played well. I think Smith's probably been the Bulldogs' best player for them this season, so it's hard to really get a gauge on it exactly, but I'd like to probably revisit it at the end of the year. I think they probably broke even in this game, but obviously Walsh got the chocolates this time. The Blues were impressive. That's for sure. They shocked me because I'm a big bulldog. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. big on the dogs, yes. and they were deplorable, really. Yep. But this game was, this was after Shorty's debacle with Sydney and Richmond. This this saved me, you know. Yes, yeah. it was it brought a, you back. It was a much better game. Okay, it wasn't close, but Carlton took it on. Like a couple better, of times, Casbolt yeah. marked at half back and turned inside. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He did. It was nuts. I was like, when Big Levi's wheeling and going, and I'm watching. Wheeling and dealing. <laughs> it was bloody impressive. Yeah. They they played a nice brand of footy that yeah. pushes up and and yeah, the the dogs genuinely didn't have an answer. Most of the time, you're, you're sort of waiting for the team that you perceive to be better to come back. At three quarter time, I thought, oh, we could be ready for a Real close time. one here, but the Blues yeah. just took it away. And from it looked them. like. Lockie Hunter found himself leading another car crash. <laughs> oh, he was the highest disposal getter on the ground, 27 touches. Lockie, yep, you just joined the queue. Thanks, <laughs> yep. Sorry, Lockie. Sorry, that was a good line. Sorry. I just wanted it. Yeah, was good. <laughs> Jack Martin, honourable mention as well, he's um, really been brought up during the week that he got to cut him for free from Gold Coast. But I think oh, in, in hindsight, when Gold Coast saw the talent they had in Rankin, mm. I don't think it's a massive loss for them, but... Surely Gold Coast could have got something on the way back for Martin. They drove a hard bargain. He went to the pre-season draft and Carlton mm. still got him. So You mentioned last week, obviously, the, the Dogs and the, the Blues, the last two Carlton won last year. Yep. So um, a little bit of a... Nostralangus. Yeah, so the last three of the Blues yeah. going very well. But it, isn't it amazing when you, you win the ball at the stoppage and then you cleanly move the ball forward and take risks? How... How win, good how good Caswell look, how good yeah. Mackay and McGowan look. So yeah. they, they did yeah. very well there. Yeah, spot on. They got good looks at it and you know, they're quality forwards when you give them a chance, but if you That's all it. cluttered up. Even there. Jack News looked good. How was that goal? It was insane. Yeah, he was fighting for the banana and yeah. just snapped the sausage like, like, Is it Mark Murphy? Because they have the same boots, yeah. Murphy and yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Coach very well the blues. Yeah. Yes. And considering what we spoke about with the Sunday. Yeah, sure, he was about to rage before, but let, sure, let's save it for now. Yourself in first person. Yeah, <laughs> the coaching element of our game—it's come a long way. You know, we're full time now. It's very different from what we saw in the '90s, and the game has changed. I thought it'd be a good talking point to discuss. You know, the coaching of the players is the instinct of our, our gun footballers, and all footballers getting coached out of it. How is this? Because I mean, we saw that photo of the Bombers coaching box. What was it last year? 
Not yeah, like 20, so many two bikes people in there, their laptop. laptops and things like that. So <laughs> they all, all they did was like, the risk controlling yeah. <laughs> Has it gone too far? I mean, I don't think you can put the genie back in the bottle, but, you know, what do you oh, think? Oh, have I got a word on this? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. We, we see so often now current day players that the, the miracles, there, there seem to be less and less. Each, each game you see, you know, less spark. Coaches are so well drilled to just defend and you know reduce and mitigate risk from scores from turnover, mm. and we see players constantly win it out of the stoppage, streaming inside fifty to only handball it backwards. Like you should be kicking it into your forwards. What are you doing? And then these teams that are no good that <laughs> play these game styles that absolutely suck. Sydney yeah. and Hawthorne and Clarko. I've got. Your football club is an absolute disgrace at the moment. <laughs> you, you have said that these teams are playing very negative game styles and you're part of the problem and you've acknowledged it and He's that's great, but, but your team is old, slow, it is useless at the moment. And you've got so much work to do. Tiz has him on the ropes. Yeah. Go on. Yes, enjoy four flags. That was Tizio's arrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like Billy's bag and carries arrow all in one. <laughs> Volcano. But, but, uh, that makes sense when you're talking about the young fellas are the ones who, obviously, when you saw Rankin, mm. and, and I think wow. Makaya Cockatoo was one when he first started, you mm. saw that sort of flair, that excitement they bring, and then after a few... Weeks, few months in the in the system that eventually they get told, hey, can you not do They're that? Like defensive can, forwards. Can you, not, can, <laughs> yeah. you, can you not do that pass? You, you need to maybe look for the man more. Can you not win the game for us? And it's what's kind of it's what's kind of happening, isn't it? The young oh, players yeah. come in. That's why you drafted these guys because they have that talent, that flair, that excitement for the goals. Mm. Stevie Motlop, for example, as well. These guys, they had the talent. They can kick the goals, but you won't let them have a shot at goal. Mm. I get it. Sometimes they're going to miss. Sometimes they screw up and they, they look silly. But if they're not making an obvious, ridiculous mistake, mm. don't take away what makes them special. That's I, I, right. say. I think the Spot greatest middle. example of what you just said was Grind Myers' goal last year against Adelaide, yeah. where he had Mitch Duncan dead to rights, free in the middle of the fifty in the in the in the pocket. Mm. and kicked that goal. It was his third goal, and that pretty much sunk the Crows then and there. In two years, if he has that same option and goes in, in board to Duncan, Duncan still kicks the goal, that's fine. But the fact he took the onus on himself to kick that goal, that was one of the most exciting things you'd see from a young player in any team. But that's exactly what we want. We want that mm. you know, run and gun, play at all costs. And it's so frustrating to see teams play like that when they're down by 30 points at three-quarter time. Mm. You know, yeah. Geelong did it against Carlton. So some of the best what we've we played all year was in that last quarter against Carlton and we still had three goals that were touched or whatever. They got called back and went cold goals. But it's really frustrating to see teams have the ability to play like that and they don't do it throughout the course of the game because yeah, they're minimising awesome scoring. Yeah, that's a real it's, good point. It sucks. There's nothing better than seeing a team down and you now know that they must take <laughs> yeah. that kick into the middle. Yeah, you yeah. go, well, they're going to take some risks because mm-hmm. they have to. It's really exciting and... I enjoyed Tizio's tirade, new mm. segment, I think. But um, Tizio's tirade. You've all raised perfect. real good points. I mean, yeah. Chook's spot on in terms of you see young guys come in and they do play with this. It's not selfish, but they sort of back what their instinct tells them to do. They've done yeah. it through under 18s, and I'll do it again. I, what really hurts me is when you see a, a fast break and you're just saying, well, keep going. Yeah, okay. But their initial thing is to stop and assess, and I yeah. think that's 
like Ty said, to mitigate that risk because oh, I don't know exactly, but the majority of scores do come from turnover now mm. when it's a forward half turnover game, rah 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 that we hear Kingy talk about all the time. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't see those uh, coast to coast goals yeah. often, and that all comes from quick play on football handball mm. back yourself. Doesn't always Instinct. work. How yeah. many YouTube videos we watched from years ago where? Nothing on, 60 out, Stafford, I'm going the barrel. <laughs> yes, you never see that because you get destroyed at the team meeting. Yeah. You only ever yeah. see and it the media quarter time, when the yeah, quarter time yeah. siren's gone. It's the only yeah. time you ever see it. Yeah. Well, I think the media does play a crucial role yeah. in that. As you, as you would they just trash to, for that. Yeah. They yeah, go, yeah, yeah. what is he doing that for? Yet any time they do it, they go, oh, isn't it the best? Don't yeah. you love seeing mm, it? It's very it's analytical like, now. It's like how it? they go, the bump, how the media always goes, the bump is dead. They love seeing a good bump, but then any time someone bumps someone, they go, yeah, oh, jeez, yeah. is that a... Should that be reported? And mm. they're the ones that hype it up. It's all this sort of thing that we want to see the best elements of the game, but at the same time, people are trying to reduce it and minimise yeah. it because yeah. they know that there's risk involved. Yeah. And, and speaking of risk, I think another example of that sort of you know run-and-gun gameplay is St Kilda. You know, we love when St Kilda run-and-gun and win. But when they run and gun and they're not necessarily as defensive and forever come back by seven goals yeah, and, and yeah. beat them, that's probably more of a, a mindset sort of thing. But, yeah, there is certainly risk and reward, but I think that too many teams are playing just straight defensive, you know, team defence sort of game plans. And it, mm. it really leads to some sucky games. And that's what hurts when you see Sydney, which, and Hodgie was saying it in the special comments, it was quite evident that yeah. they thought, look, Tiger's got away to a fast start. Let's stay within touch. Yeah. Let's play super dour, defensive. It's a bit greasy. Okay, we can keep this within reach. Mm-hmm. When there's six to eight minutes, let's release the shackles and see what we can do. I don't think that's the game we want. You know, we like to, yeah. you know, you don't want to see just this fabricated in, in saying that, though, I think the Sydney, <clears throat> for Sydney side, I think that was the one time it was probably okay to do that because they were men down. Mm. Richmond looked like they were going to kick a million goals in the first quarter because they got two <laughs> goals straight away from the centre circle. Yes. I think that's an instance where that was the right call to make because they did, like we said, they stayed in touch and they had the opportunity to win the game. But if you're playing that game style every week just from the get-go, no good. That's well, what if we, I'm we a Sydney what do I get out of that? I don't, Not much. I, I get what you're saying. From, mm. a, yeah, get, 100%. from get from a get the four points point of view, yeah. you're right. That's it was like it was strictly it. like break glass in case but, of emergency. But from so. a development, like <laughs> yeah. what am I taking away from this game? I wouldn't have got anything as a Swans fan. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose by eight points. I'd yeah. rather lose by five. But go, but gee, we had, had, had some yeah. passages of play, and when we get a bit better and this and that, yeah, we could be something. And things Sydney did get on a few runs. Some of their most exciting mm. play was from Sydney. There was a yeah. few times where. One of them would tap it forward to someone and then a Richmond player would be there but it would bounce out. And then yeah. another. There was one where they just kept pumping it forward. One of them got it and just snapped it through the goals. It was exciting. But mm. you know your game's boring when, when BT's having a chat, a five-minute conversation <laughs> about jumper numbers. He wanted yes. to feel about, oh, did you know that Sydney gave away jumpers one, two, and three this year? The last time that happened yes. was for <laughs> like a solid ten minutes. He was just, gone for ages. It was oh. the most dull thing. When BT can't say wow we, then yeah, you know your game's because he says it at any opportunity normally. You, uh, like you said, you can tell a game is boring when you can hear the commentary. When you're like feeling the commentary and it's flowing and it's good, you know the game's good. Like a good movie, you can't if the CGI is good, you can't tell it's there. Yeah. If you can hear the commentary, the game's not great. But well, in the third quarter, I went 
clean my room. So anyone who, oh, know, anyone who knows me well, knows just how bad that game was. <laughs> it must have been the worst yeah. game of all time. He almost, he almost put the dishes away. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, it's all happening. But, uh, um, Mitchell and also I'm trying to think, like Rowan. So there were instances where they had fast breaks. Uh, Mitchell for the Hawks. Tom Mitchell. Tom Tom Mitchell. Thomas Mitchell. Gary Rowan. Yep, yep. yep. Thomas Mitchell and Thomas Gareth Rowan. Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were running out of the middle, streaming forward, and then they handball sideways. Yep. And then Rowan, mm. you know, we know how he can penetrate the ball. Yeah, that one where he just could have absolutely yeah. burned his opponent. And, and, he, and he just sort of... Players instinct now is always to handball and bring other players yep. in the game. But what... I don't know if coaches know it or realise it, but they actually put your team under more pressure if it's not on and if, it, if the spread isn't enough to sort of bypass another player yeah, yeah. Uh, oncoming with pressure. So Well, a great example, and just call me examples, Langs, tonight, because that's all I've brought yeah. out, but remember when Lewis Jetta took four running bounces against Collingwood and ran pretty much the whole length of the field? Oh, yeah. That was probably the most exciting thing we've ever seen in yes. a game of football. And Please. Rowan could have done that, and there's so many instances when you know a player gets the ball looks inside 50 and there's no one there and they hold up, they hold up, they wait for players to get back to kick it. Mm. I'd love to see players, you know, take that on more and actually run inside 50 and create something because there's probably more chance you're going to score when the defender's like running back, you know, not knowing what's going to happen because mm. yeah. the chaos causes Puts them under pressure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point exactly there, Langers, because I think, yeah, they'll run forward and they'll see there's no one in the 50 or whatever. Mm. If you're Gary Rowan, <laughs> All you have to know is that you're faster than the Do guy behind you. Do your hamstring and you, run into the <laughs> You know you're faster than the guy behind you. When was the last time you saw a player boot the ball and run and pick up their own Rugby ball? Rugby style, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Zarko yeah. in that it. grand final 2011 when he was just kicking it along and coming and finding his yeah. way to get it back again. Yeah. Where's that sort of play? I remember, like, when I played. <laughs> 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 Sorry, oh, really, right. when he played the other yeah. one. <laughs> When I roosted it like there you go. <laughs> along the wing, I ended up running the whole wing, picked the ball up myself. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like Where it was, was like highlight of my career. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. But it's like AFL players should be able to do that sort of thing. Like yeah. get your own ball. If there's no one in the fifty, make yourself the guy in the fifty. <laughs> kick yeah. it to yourself, pick it up again, and put it. And that comes out. back to a coaching thing as well. There mm. might be coaches that say. Gary Rowan, buddy, back yourself in, mate. You're the quickest prick out here. Buddy, yeah. buddy, run people off their feet. and you know. <laughs> but it might be a select... You know, Three players might have that licence in each team, but yeah. I don't think enough players do. And I'd like to see more coaches embrace their players' individual talent and you know, back them to, to do that sort of stuff, You know, obviously yeah. in the right moment. But you know, have a dip you know, one or two times a game and just try and create something. And you said before, Nakai Cocker too... You know, he had that great goal against Frio where he, you know, Cocky wants a cracker oh, and that was, that was fantastic. Good. He just took it upon himself and we want to see more of that. That's what makes the game exciting. I think that's the thing that a lot of teams are doing is they're building the, the game plan and saying, we need players, all right, you now have to play this role. Yeah. Thing. You should be mm. going, I know who you are, so we're switching it up a little bit. This is how we're changing it to, to, to focus on your strength. Say, yeah. hey, you're the fastest guy. No one's in the 50, you're standing on the 50 metre line. So if we boost it in there, we know you're going to be the first to the ball and you're going yeah. to kick a goal. Yeah, players mould to a game plan, don't they? Rather yeah. than players' natural flair creates mm. a team's brand. It's more like, this is how we want to play. Mm. Just plug this guy into that rollout and then you, yeah. yeah they're, trying, they're not trying to go, oh, we need a player to fill this role. That's, mm. that's pretty much what they are doing. And mm. they need to be focusing more on 
how can we capitalise on how good our team is and what our strengths are rather than this is the game plan that will win us a game. Yeah. In the end, it doesn't win the game. And if there's not a game in 10 years' time, it's because of this sort yeah, of stuff. Riley's reflection, that should also come back. Riley's reflection. <laughs> New segment. Yeah. It's a great conversation to have because the fans know what, what we like. The fans know what we want. The coaches are never going to implement something that's risky because it can always backfire and they'll lose by six goals. But, yeah, good conversation to have and I hope we do see more of that sort of stuff you know, coming towards the end of the year, I think hopefully we're not going to see, you know, every two weeks, just weeks of, you know, 40 to 20 scores and just really rubbish games where it's just two mm. defensive teams. Yeah. 100%. And I mean, one final thing for that, just to, just to sign off, I mean, the, we probably have underestimated the COVID impact a little bit. Oh, but, yeah. Which, which is going to affect every player individually um, a fair bit, but that's not to say the coaches sort of they've got areas they can control but yeah that COVID will certainly have its effect on it but hopefully coaches open up the reins a bit more because they can control it because they can make the game as boring as they want yeah it's yeah. up to them sure you, they you, you do see a lot of coaches they say oh well I'm just playing to the way the rules tell me I'm allowed to play but yeah. What, what, do you want the AFL to come in and bring in new rules every year because one of you guys keeps doing something stupid? Mm. Like, yeah. unless it's an extreme reason, there shouldn't be rule changes to make the game more exciting. Mm. Coaches should know that exciting football does win games and you should be doing yeah. that. Normally the best teams uh, play exciting footy. Speaking about the best team... Geelong, <laughs> Geelong and Collingwood. You're still in my transition. Moving into the tips for round seven, and Geelong have Collingwood at Optus Stadium. Just off, <laughs> just off the top, though, um, very poor for me this week with two out of nine. So, oh, so, so, so don't ask about me for any tips. I, I've tipped the Pies for this one oh. um, based off of they, they seem to play better footy there than we do. Uh, Pies got us last time, and um, I, I don't know, I trust them a little bit more. Yeah. They, they seem to play a bit of footy, and their pressure generally gets us. Fair enough. I trusted the Geelong Cats this week, got the win, so I'm backing them in yeah. again. Yeah, and, yeah, kudos, keep it rolling. Pies have been a bit inconsistent up and down, a few injuries. Let's see how the Cats can go for it, I reckon. Yeah, I also agree. I think the Cats will win. Um, if they're serious about anything this year, we'll, we'll beat Collingwood. Hope so. Yeah, I'm on Geelong as well, actually. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I was really impressed with what we produced. And mm. It was really <laughs> probably the toughest one to tip for the weekend, just yeah. looking at it. But Should yeah, be a Geelong, game. marginally, marginally, marginally just. Marginally. Essendon have the dogs, Metricon. Uh, I've gone the Bombers in this game. Shield out will potentially sway me a little bit. Um, the dogs have obviously won the last few. They had control of late, but I've liked Essendon's consistency and you can sort of bank on them a little bit more. But this is their, one of their biggest tests. I'll be going for the Bombers here. You say that the Dogs have beaten them the last time they've played a few times. Yeah. I really don't think any of that stuff matters to me, to be honest. <laughs> Not right I now, no. It, it I don't think it really is that big a thing. I don't think anyone's going, hey, last time we played these guys, we they beat us. I think um, it's just can't, a case can't of... Can't the dogs last few times. So. Yeah, they can't curse as rubbish anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be back in the Stick bombers. The bombers I'm sticking Stick the bombers to... here. Yeah. yeah, bombers for me also. I'm going the dogs. Yes! The dogs bandwagoner. The dogs are your port yeah, they're my for me. Port. Yeah, <laughs> your port's going far better. Yeah, <laughs> this one's a really tough one to tip too. If I had... My life, depending on it, I'd probably tip the Bombers. But I just... 
I still don't Spitty know pizza. if I can trust them 100%, mm, but yeah. as if I could trust the dogs either. Yeah, well, if, if the dogs were to win this, they'd be right back in it because Essendon's pretty good, but should be a corking game also. Mm. It's, again, it's another really tough week on the tipping panel, mm. but we're, we're here to digress. <laughs> digress. <laughs> GWS have uh, Brisbane at Giants Stadium. I am going mm. the Giants just in this game. Mainly because of the home ground, but uh, we'll see how Brisbane are away from home. But yeah, they, they're generally pretty tough to be there. Interesting, yeah. And they'll be keen for a response. Is this our first home game in, in, a, in yeah. a week and a bit? Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. But um, I'll be back in Brisbane to come back after that. They had one slip up in a single quarter against the Cats there, and Cats are looking like they can be anything at times. Um, I think Brisbane are just going to bite back. Yeah, I'm going the Lions also. I think they are a much better team than um, what they were last week. And it was obviously that one quarter that really just blew them out of the park. And I think they'll, everyone's talking about that stat this week, that they haven't won away from home. And I think this will be the week they do. Yeah, I don't think it will be. I'm going oh, the okay. Giants, mate. <laughs> I respect your opinion. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> Giants for me. <laughs> the old two and two. Sydney and Gold Coast at the SCG. Oh, I have to go to the Suns just because I think they've got more of a capacity to kick a winning score than the Swans and they've had some pretty big outs. Yeah, I'll go to the Suns as well. Will Sydney be able to field a team? Or... <laughs> John Long. Not a Ruckman. John Long might have to pull the yeah. loose. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See how he likes playing slow boring football. Yeah. yeah. yeah but like I'll be job. back in the Suns for it as well. I will also be back in the Suns. I don't think I can genuinely tip Sydney for the rest of this year yes. unless they play Adelaide again, which they won't. So, yeah, I, I think Gold Coast. Yeah, Suns for me too. Massive answer for the Swans. Again. Yes, likewise. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> so sarcastic. Yes, likewise. Hawthorne <laughs> have Melbourne at Giants Stadium and this game is, is, is bloody tough. I spoke too I've, soon. I've, um, yeah, when you said Geelong, Connor, I thought there might be one more, but... I'm going Melbourne on this game because I have trashed Clarko and I've, I've lost, lost Are you also life. skipping two games? Or yeah. do, you, do you have the yeah. NFL Rogue <laughs> app? Yeah. Two Saturday games, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, they could, they could be in the wrong number there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll go with uh, Richmond and North Melbourne. Richmond and Not that it really North matters, Melbourne. but it's just funny when I was like looking. Yeah, I was like stressed. I was like, oh, am I on the right round again? Or what's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll have to reference you, Chuck. So um, I think the Tykes will get the job done here. That Obviously, their style seems to stack up a bit better. Um, North have lost four in a row, and they look like they're in a heap. So yeah. Yeah. I can't keep up my anti-Tigers <laughs> consistency anymore after last week. They looked pretty mm. fast again, um, and North are just looking hopeless. So I'll be sticking with the tipsters and be going for the Tigers. I've tipped north. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've tipped north. Go on, tell us What's why. the justification? Richmond were terrible against Sydney. Which and is the north was. Yeah, come on. <laughs> north weren't that bad against a good team. I think four losses in a row. I, I normally tend to look at north, to me, just too good to lose five in a row. They're not great. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they're no, too good to lose five in a row. That's a valid point, yeah. Yeah, is it? No. I, just, no, I, I just think I just think North will win, and I I have the leeway to tip North anyway. You are the tipping leader, mate. You're yeah, on the tips to here. So I can't I'm question you. North, and I think yeah, Richmond went fantastic, and they Dusty wasn't good, Lynch wasn't good, and North will be chomping at the bit to get a W. I appreciate a brave tip, and that is Thank brave. I will be going. I will be going Richmond, but yeah, North 
have the capability to be yeah. better. But yeah, I don't know what's been going on. Yeah. yeah. We've got Carlton and Port Adelaide. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we've got this game at the Gabba. So, uh, going to be a close game. I'll have to go to Port, just because I've, you know, I've, ju- I've jumped on their bandwagon. They're, they're a genuine contender no this year. Get off. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think the, their style is really, really good and really strong. But uh, Carlton certainly will be right up to it in this game. I have to go to Port for this week. It's not because they're first and they're playing Carlton <laughs> <Yeah>. Port. <laughs> I'll be going for, for Port as well, Bella. Yeah, Port for me. Can't yeah, be. Port Adelaide. Oh, Alright, I've, I've jumped to the gun Hawthorne. on Hawthorne and Melbourne. Melbourne. So let's, let's go back three minutes. So let's just scrub <laughs> off the early one. Port now, we've got Hawthorne and Melbourne. This one's a giant stadium. The Hawks have not won a game here and they are playing absolutely putrid football Alistair. Oof. Alistair? <laughs> Alistair. Oh, I'm calling the Ds here. I, I just get the feeling that their footy, they're able to at least get it inside 50. They go in hard at the contest and they can at least, yeah, get something going. So I'm, I thought I was going to tip the Hawks all week, but uh, I've gone the Ds here. That's interesting. If you look at the uh, form guide, just <laughs> even though I've told guide. you it doesn't matter, um, Demons have beaten the Hawks the last two times. Yeah, they've, played, they've got a couple of the Hawks. Uh, pretty interesting. So I'll be going for the Demons. <laughs> Completely changed my previous perspective. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't reference the form and then <laughs> reference his whole next tip. On yeah, that. I thought I'd change it up for a bit of fun. You know, oh, people, of fun. people can change their minds in ten minutes, can't they? Yeah, it's happened to me before. Up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for coffee? Yeah. Uh, nope. <laughs> um, I've gone the Hawks. Yeah. At Giant Stadium, I think they do. They do all right at Giant Stadium. Or they haven't won a game there, but they're due for a response. <laughs> <laughs> No, I th- I, yeah, I just feel like the Hawks are going to win. I, I think they're going to win most weeks, mate. They never bloody win. What are you doing to me? Oh, you have ruined my tips single-handedly this year. I'm cooked. Yeah, I'd like to see if Sean Bergwijn comes back in for Hawthorne because he, he straightens them up heaps. But, yes. yeah, I, I still don't think Melbourne are that good. The man leading our tipping comp is tipping North because surely they couldn't lose five in a row. And I'm tipping the Hawks because of their great no-win record at Giants State. Oh, gosh. And but I do respect too. your opinion. I did four last week. And that <laughs> Are you in take link, taking counselling or something? <laughs> <laughs> Anger management. Sure, you need to take a deep breath and yeah. say, I respect your opinion. Yeah. Instead of, go get stuck. <laughs> I'm thinking of power motion right now. But I, I'm going to tip the Ds with very little... Confidence clearly, but uh, yeah, <laughs> has a shot at Langs and then doesn't tip the deep completely. Well, I don't think anyone's got much faith in either of these mobs, do we? Mm. But, uh, I've got an interesting stat though. What's that? Short has not tipped the Hawks at all this year, <laughs> and maybe not last year. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> yeah. That is true. Well, yeah. I, what is that? Yeah, I haven't won many this year anyway. So, uh, <laughs> Freo hosting West Coast in the, the Derby, the Derby Derby. This will be this will be juicy. This should be a juicy game. Actually. I've gone the Eagles. Don't believe Fremantle have beaten them since 2015. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. going to be close though because the Dockers, you know, they're a little bit more tightened up around the edges. And but I just think the Eagles' star power probably just gets them over the line. Yeah, it's an interesting one because obviously, as we said, the Eagles have that momentum now after a few wins. Everyone's talking them up again. So I'm going to crash them back to reality, and oh. I reckon Fremantle's oh. going to take them down. L- Long Muir. Even though Freeman aren't that good themselves, I reckon they can still get it. But they're not bad, though. Yeah. No, I'm going West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, West Coast for me, but this be could be one of our better um, Game. yeah, WA games that we've seen for a while. Watch this space on that one. Adelaide final game have St Kilda at Adelaide Oval. 
Saints' record here is atrocious, and I'm tipping them to win. Oh. So uh, I, I doubt they would have won a game at Adelaide Oval um, to beat maybe either of these teams, actually, because they haven't been great while these clubs have been decent. Uh, I, yeah, I think they'll be keen for a big response. Adelaide, no slime will hurt, and we know where they're at as a club. So, yeah, too yeah. right there, Tiz. It's a stabiliser that they need after a bit of an embarrassment. Um, Saints, Saints over Adelaide, and hopefully they don't go knocking people into the ground and making them come back for the wins or anything like that. Let's see how they go. Yeah, Saints for me also. I will also be going the Saints too. There we go. Unanimous. I respect yeah. everyone's opinions. Yes. Do you respect all of Lang's tips tonight, mate? Every single one of them, mate. All of them? Every single one. Thanks, Daniel. I also respect your opinions, guys. <laughs> boy, boy. Make our outlook be with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if good. anyone listening has any comments to add to Facebook, Twitter, anywhere they're listening on, please feel free to leave your thoughts on the game, on any of the upcoming games, on how yeah, of course. how you play the players going, not just you guys, anyone who's listening, obviously, because we do appreciate any input we can get as, as we're in a pretty formative time for our podcast. But thank you for joining me for this week, guys. You'll be hearing from all of us next week in episode 13. 13! 13! Hashtag three word pitch, guys. Get around it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Just 13. Thank, thanks for having me. Cheers. No worries. You'll hear from us next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you follow us on the socials so you don't miss any content. AFL Unlimited, because footy is limitless. <laughs>